Free from GP, Rantut, Tommy B, broadcasting live on your frequency, giving you updates on these Georgia streets. These are voices for the people that don't get to speak. Issues, black news, the conversation's deep. Shout out to Slick I'm Nick. going in on the beat. iPods, Androids, or your laptop. These boys swinging for the fence, saying lie. Then came a long way from being homies on the block. From afros and braids, and now they at the top. You want facts? This is where I get them from. GP3, RTT at gmail.com. Send them feedback, and they'll be sure to send a response. I gotta go now. The show starts in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the GP3 Homies from the Block podcast. Connect via email at gp3rtt at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail 413-556-9546. Follow us on iTunes. Give us a five star. Follow us on SoundCloud. GP3 Homies from the Block. And now, here's Tommy B. GP3 Homies from the Block. Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome back. GP3 Round 144. Tommy B is in the building. Hey, man, good to be here. Uh, next to the last episode of GP3, big announcement, 145, uh, during next episode and let you know what's coming up next. Um, as we wrap up like the third year. So we're wrapping uh, GP3, moving on to something else. I'll let you know next week what it's going to be about and when it launches. Uh, but in the meantime, we wrap up GP3 with uh, just a little bit of GP3 stories. So you all know if you're catching it on the back end. Uh, we started the show back in uh, 2016. Uh, there were three of us, myself, Tommy B, Ran, and Tut. We started off, um, actually, this would have been the third year. Um, the guys retired from the show. Um, we all graduated from, uh, by the way, Grove Park Elementary School, 1977, GP Grove Park. Um, we um, all lived in that community. Rand grew up on South Elizabeth, Tut on Charlotte Place, and I was on North Avenue. So uh, that's the GP3 story. And um, again, we wrap it up, man. 145 is the final episode. I guess we'll come back and do like a GP3 Christmas special. <laughs> GP3 Easter special. I don't know. I don't know. You never know. You never know how it goes. Anyway, uh, again, we'll announce uh, what's up, what's coming up next uh, during episode 145. I'll, I'll announce that, let you guys know, um, you know, to stay tuned. There's something else coming. So, okay, there you go. Uh, also, this week, uh, Tanya B is back with good stuff, man. A long well, a, a, a very full episode of Sipping the Tea. A good episode, man. I'm, I'm glad Tanya is back doing her thing. Also, Rob Redding is back uh, immediately following GP3. And we'll give you a little sample of what to expect uh, with uh, the Rob Redding news review that airs. Uh, if you listen to uh, the show live, um, we, we air Rob Redding right after GP3. And um, on the podcast, you don't hear it, but at least you'll get a chance to kind of get an, an, a sample of how Rob delivers his message. It's good stuff. It's good stuff, man. He's he's talking. He's definitely on top of it. So uh, independent voice. Gr- glad to have Rob uh, part of the team. Uh, also, we're going to kick some shout outs in a few. Uh, and I've got some uh, headlines, of course, with our good friend Syracuse Mike. Uh, a couple of shout outs, though, first. Um Got some new episodes available at castropolis.net for You Need to Know, the You Need to Know podcast. Uh, shout out to uh, Mary Lyons of Chi Alpha Campus Ministries, her podcast. I uh, really appreciate Mary for coming by. You Need to Know. Uh, she's doing great things on the campus of uh, the AU Center, uh, Clark Atlanta University, Spelman and Morehouse with her ministry. So uh, she's featured. Also featured uh, Jesus Garber. Jesus, 40 years in the business. Man, Jesus has worked for Motown, uh, let's see, AM, BMG, Hollywood Records. Now he's doing his own thing as part of the Jesus Garber Company. Uh, so Jesus is a record promotions guru. We talk business, talk shop, and um, also Dave Allen, man, good buddy Dave Allen back in the 90s in another life. <laughs> Dave and I were like uh, associates. 
And uh, Dave is now a professor, man, uh, Dr. Dave Allen, David Allen, at St. Joseph's University in Philly. Really had a good talk about the media landscape, uh, talk about the past, uh, of course, the president, the present and the future in media. And, and Dave had a lot to say, a lot of good stuff to say. So um, if you want to catch those episodes, you can go to castropolis.net. Yeah, again, just go to castropolis.net. Look for the You Need to Know podcast and you'll see all the episodes there. Again, thanks to uh, Mary Lyons, Jesus Garber, Dave Allen, and more to come. All right, right now, let's sip some tea with Tanya B. Hey, what's up, y'all? She is back. She's definitely back. back. What's going on, Tanya B? We are sipping the tea. Yes. Well, first of all, unless you have your head in the sand, this has been a groundbreaking week for rapper Meek Mill. And I just want to give Meek five on it because two things he's done that's very, very evident. One is he definitely has matured in just the way that he acts, the way that he speaks, the things that he does. Mm -hmm. So I've got to give Meek five on it. I also give him five on it for being committed to criminal justice reform you know, there is the documentary with Jay-Z. And speaking of Jay-Z, you know, Jay-Z really has put his money where his mouth is. He supported Meek when Meek was really going through it with his, his legal issues. Yep. And, you know, there was a big campaign for, you know, free Meek Mill and things along that line. Because this is for a charge that's well over 10 years old. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's got a new trial, but I don't think they're even going to take him this trial this time. Yeah. They've assigned a new judge. Good. He's no longer on probation. And one reason why I really think that this whole thing is just going to become something he can really put behind him mm-hmm. is because the cop that really just railroaded him was exposed for being consistently a dirty cop. So all his credibility is gone with the wind. Good. Now, Meek Mill is also very happy, and I think it's great that he really has connected with Jay-Z on probably a personal and a professional level. And he's actually learning from Hope mm-hmm. because now, in case you haven't heard, Jay-Z is in business with Meek Mill. Meek Mill now has the Dream Chasers record label where he's going to give up-and-coming hip-hop artists you know, an opportunity mm-hmm. Especially sure. those who have gone through some of the things that he's gone through. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think he's really walking the walk and talking the talk and putting his money where his mouth is. So, you know, I really have become a Meek Mill fan. Good. I really have. So I just again, five on to him. And, you know, if anything else, I know I've said some things about some rappers, but he really is. His life has been a cautionary tale, but it's also a very teachable moment. You can change. You can do great things. You can be productive. You know, and really right now, Meek Mill has a voice and people listen to him. Yeah. And, and let me say this. Um, we got we got some heat on on uh, joking about you know, rappers running for president or saying, and you know what? We, we joke about things like what we, what we said, because number one, 2020 is serious. It's probably one of the most important elections we've had in decades. And, you know, it's preferred from my standpoint that celebrities should make an effort to get people out to vote. Um, not, you know, these announcements about running for president, symbolic for fun. It's just a distraction. And some people, you know, in their base might take it seriously. So my point is not that we were making fun of the situation, but it's just that as a celebrity, when you get to that level, you have an opportunity to, uh, how do you say it, motivate and, and and stimulate the voter base. You know, black vote black voting was down in twenty sixteen. Yes. And we need people to go to the polls. We don't need people distracted by these, you know, uh, all of a sudden pop up, I'm running for president announcements. We need people motivated to go to the polls. That's where the effort needs to be, to get people out to vote. Um, and, and you know what? I know it's going to be a battle to see who's going to be uh, the choice, uh, who's going to be running against 45. But candidly, I'm going to say this. Um, I'd rather vote for the devil I know. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm just going to say that. All right, the devil you don't. You know, and, and also... <laughs> and even you know, though and, I know that 45 devil, that ain't the one I want. So, it, you know exactly. what? If I got to go for the lesser of two evils um, that won't put us through what we've been through for the last four years, then so be it. You know, and, and with that said, I you know I get it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, and... With all these things I talk about, I know I try to have a little bit of humor, humor. some information, <laughs> and you know it's almost like comedians that take heat for certain jokes. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Um, but I guess my goal when I say this mm-hmm. is to provoke thought in people. Yeah. My goal is to even with you know uh, these young men who just need to do a little bit more homework before they say this, mm-hmm. and not, you know know that. You know they can't quantify it because they're just not qualified because of nothing else their age. Yeah. But you know, help educate people, become a voice, use your voice because you have an audience. And that's why Mick Mill, in my opinion, uh, is a great example because he's using his voice to motivate and to bring attention and to help others. You know what I'm saying? So I yes. think there's, I think there's a difference. I think you make a good point about him maturing. Yes. And him really being, you know, just a, I don't want to say a role model, you know, because, you know, that has a, that's a double edge. But I, I do say, I, I do believe that Meek is doing the right thing to bring attention to a bigger issue, you know? So cool. Yes. So cool. You know, and then one more thing, just yeah, to, you know, I think Meek will become definitely, he can be the next influential hip hop activist because if you remember when Barack was running, he had Puffy, he had Jay Z, he mm-hmm. had, you know, Beyonce, he had Mary J. Blige. Yeah. And I wonder who these people are going to support in 2020 yeah. if they're going to be active again. Well, we and need, not we need them, the hip hop community who? extremely active for 2020. It's critical. We can't sit back and not and not be active. I'm gonna I'm gonna get off my soapbox, but go ahead. What okay, else no, you got? I just say, you know what? Yeah. Let's just challenge these people who have said and done things yeah. to do some good. How's yeah, that? Just good. leave it at that. Yeah. And when they do good things, yeah. I will give them their five on it. Yeah. Okay. Um, now up next, you know, we have this ASAP Rocky thing. It is crazy. Mm-hmm. And the thing I want to say about that is, you know, why did it take three weeks? for these authorities to charge him with assault and that's the best that they could come up with and saying that he may be in jail for two two years is that the best they can come up with but the real crazy thing about this Mm -hmm. is that you know one thing i'll say about 45 he knows how to get the attention of the this is don't get mad at me this is truth of a way of tapping into the emotional part of people who don't have the highest level of intelligence. Let's just call a thing a thing. (laughs) And I say that because, you know, a week or two ago, he was telling uh, those four congresswomen to go back where they came from, Mm -hmm. whatever that means. And he took heat for it. All of a sudden now, he wants to help ASAP Rocky to try to say, look, black people, I said something about those women, but I'm trying to help ASAP Rocky, a hip hop artist that I know nothing about. Mm -hmm. However, that may not work. And here is why. Hmm. If he thinks that's all he has to do to endear himself to people who don't look like him with everything that he has done and tried to deflect away from, mm-hmm. then I say, people, please stay woke. You notice he said, oh, I'm going to call the wonderfully talented prime minister of Sweden to paraphrase it mm-hmm. and, you know, try to get Rocky out. And their comeback, well, no, their clapback was, we have nothing to do with that. We can't help you. You're calling the wrong people mm-hmm. and we can't supersede what's already been in place. Now, again, had he done his homework, mm-hmm. he might have taken a different approach. Yeah. Well, you know, and that's what I will say. And you know, the other thing, and Rocky has taken some heat, and here is why. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did an IG video a while, not too long ago, and he was saying, to paraphrase, so black folks have problems and black folk problems don't affect me. I live in Calabasas in a mansion oh and I don't care. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, really? I be- no, I'm sure he's had a back to Jesus moment. He's got plenty of time to think. Well, he better call Abba. 
he better he better call, call he better call <laughs> he better call Jesus because he, here's the interesting thing there's a, a rapper singer G Easy who I'm sure a lot of people have heard of G Easy oh, yeah. looks like the inside of my hand and mm-hmm. not the upside of my hand. Mm-hmm. Now he was over in Sweden, got busted. There were drugs involved. He got a slap on the hand. He had to pay a fine and got released. Even he has come forward and said, this is wrong. Mm-hmm. It's definitely some, you know, cultural appropriation and it's not fair. Yeah. So I think Sweden, if anything, has used Rocky. Mm-hmm. Just as a little bit of Sweden, <laughs> yeah, okay. so, almost like a PR puppet. They want to make a statement. Wow! And because it wouldn't have been as big a deal if they had done to G Easy what they've done to ASAP Rocky, yeah. you know, it's like he's the poster child for Sweden doesn't care about people that don't look like them. Sweden doesn't care, mm. and. You know, it's just, again, a cautionary tale, a teachable moment. And I know when people are, 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 you know, harassing you like that, sometimes you just don't want it. Okay. All right. I'm I'm just going to leave it at this and just say, um, call ABBA. It it continues. We'll just say it continues. They got more influence than anybody. (laughs) Yes, it continues. You know, again, one more thing I want to say. A cautionary tale. All right. Okay, two things. There's this 19 year old rapper in Texas called Tay K. Mm, yeah. Please learn from this young brother. He's 19 years old. He's about to do 55 years. 55 years. I say for murder and aggravated robbery. And I just say, was it worth it? Probably not. Oh, Another definitely thing. not. But go ahead. Yeah. Um, we talked with the rapper Bow Wow. We've seen him come up under Snoop from when he was little Bow Wow. Mm-hmm. And it seems that he's kind of having some trouble adjusting to, I guess, being an adult. Mm-hmm. You know, he's had a beatdown. He's had a meltdown. Why he feels he needs to talk about Sierra. You know, let that woman live her life, please. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think he did go on Dr. Oz. I saw it. He said he had, when he was really acting up, he said he was on the scissor. Mm-hmm. And I think he might be back on it again. Because he's become physically abusive. He's fighting with women. The last woman, Kiyomi, actually beat him up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he he had a concert recently. And he had a meltdown because nobody came but Bow Wow. Doesn't have any new music out. You know, he segued into this whole reality TV thing. Yeah. And I, I and don't even, I mean, wasn't, wasn't he on, uh, what's, what's one of the, um, he's on Growing Up Hip Hop Atlanta. But he was, he was also, uh, even before that, I mean, he had a fairly decent TV, uh, career. You oh, know? he did right. He, he was on the CSI show. He was acting. He's figured, okay, mm-hmm. he's grown up. He's reinvented himself. He's transitioned. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it seems like he regressed when he came back to Atlanta. Wow. And when, you know, the I guess the acting roles dried up. But one thing I do like, and I wish I could have seen all the footage, mm-hmm. but um, this week's show was kind of an intervention from Snoop. You know, Snoop put him on. Mm-hmm. And Snoop was really speaking truth into him. He's like, I got to listen. Mm-hmm. And then I see, okay, I hope this works mm-hmm. and what Snoop said came from a place of love and concern mm-hmm. and you know just what Snoop has been through mm-hmm. and then what Snoop said you have to not let these things get to you so quickly it's part of what you signed up for as a public person yeah. but moreover everything you do your daughter sees yeah. So you have to keep her. And I hope if, if that is the case, if he needs intervention, if he needs to get off the scissor up again, if he needs some counseling, some therapy, please don't be above you know, doing that. Because, you know, if you have a meltdown because nobody shows up at your concert, mm-hmm. there are reasons why. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, I think he's just misdirected with his talent and his energy because I think he really he was a great actor and if he weren't good he wouldn't have been on CSI yep. and I'll leave it at that yep. okay what you got next? so you know what okay let's we're gonna talk okay R. Kelly good God <laughs> I'll try to be very 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 quick I have you hear paper mm-hmm. I have pages um, what's coming out now with these new indictments mm. Are, you know, people are just jumping ship on him. Mm. Names are being exposed. The roles that these people have played in this whole thing. And they're even talking about the parents. But, you know, people say R. Kelly can't read and write. But R. Kelly, if you think about it, usually people that are deficient in one way mm-hmm. 
are high functioning in another way. Even people yeah. who can't see, yeah. like CD Wonder, have mm-hmm. a heightened sense of hearing and smell. Yeah. Now think about this. R. Kelly doesn't have anything in his name. Mm-hmm. The cars are not in his name. The apartments in Trump Tower, not in his name. He had a real estate agent who did that. He has no bank accounts. The only credit he has is a JCPenney credit card and a $50,000 line of credit from SunTrust Bank, which I believe has been exhausted. Wow. Now, one of these apartments in Trump Tower, he had the real estate agent put that into the name of this young lady, Asriel Clary, who is still with him. Mm-hmm. And Asriel, I think, is thinking that when it's all said and done, She's believing that that's going to be her residence, but it's not. Mm -hmm. Because if you have assets of less than $350,000, which is what R. Kelly is looking at, Mm -hmm. but you owe the IRS $20 million, Mm -hmm. you owe the state of Illinois $6 million, Mm -hmm. those are the types of things they would seize. But the thing about it is, Azriel has no money, no skills to pay for a unit in the Trump Tower Mm -hmm. with no job skills. Yeah. All she can do is hit the pole. So, you know, there's that. Then this is really sad. But again, I say I'm not trying to dog anybody out, but this is a cautionary tale. Mm-hmm. Everybody pretty much saw his, I don't know if I want to call it implosion or explosion in the Gail King interview. Mm-hmm. Now, he said something about, you know, these people sold their children to me. Mm-hmm. That's a stretch. But here is an example. And I think he said that. And here is why. Mm-hmm. The, the lady, Michelle Kramer, who's the mother of Dominique, the one who went to California and found her daughter, took the daughter back mm-hmm. home yep. to Chicago. Then she went back to R. Kelly, came back again. Well, it's now she's kind of being exposed now for being a little, have a little bit of scam game in her mm-hmm. because she actually dated one of R. Kelly's bodyguards. Mm-hmm. So there was a connection between her, R. Kelly and her daughter. Yeah. Okay. Now, at the age of 14, she allowed, allegedly, her daughter to begin a relationship with R. Kelly. Wow. And the thing about it is, R. Kelly was paying her mother hush money, and he also gave her money for her current business, for her store. Mm -hmm. So she has benefited from this, and it's really sad that now she's being exposed because now she's trying to get book deals and movie deals mm-hmm. and whatnot. And another thing, and if this comes out, it's going to completely discredit her, mm-hmm. is that that whole scene in that Lifetime documentary, Saving R. Kelly, mm-hmm. was pre-planned. She knew where her daughter was. Dominique was one of the few girls that was able to come and go and come and go because she was a watcher of some of the other girls. Mm-hmm. Um Namely, Joycelyn Savage. Mm -hmm. Flashback to the TMC video. Now, the reason why her mother was able to actually find her was because she wanted, yes, I guess she wanted to get her daughter out of the situation. Mm -hmm. But also, she went there to pick up a payment of $5,000. So, you know, as these things are coming out, and I'm seeing things where even the savages, and you know, no family wants to be without their child. I get it. But now some of the things that these people did are kind of coming to light. The Savages wanted to have a reality TV show. They were pitching that. Mm -hmm. They were pushing their daughter to be a singer. I heard Joycelyn Savage sing it. Mm -hmm. Ashley O'Clary can sing. I'll give her that. But Joycelyn Savage, no ma'am, no no, no ma'am, Pam, she can't. And and one thing I will say, even about Ashley parents, her father, you know, is a Baltimore former drug dealer. So he's real street. Mm Mm-hmm. And she's saying that her parents are trying to get money from R. Kelly. Mm. But the uh, yeah, the Clary's actually offered him $50,000 in the form of a ransom to get their daughter back. So as all these things are now coming to light, it can really change the trajectory of how his case progresses. Mm. But the fact that I have, and I'm not going to say anything, but I've got names of people who work or worked for him mm. that are under federal indictment and being approached by Homeland Security. And you may remember also, and I'll I'll say one more thing and I'll let it go, Mm -hmm. is that there was a manager who was in the documentary, the one that said he got the fake IDs for Aaliyah and forged these documents and this, that, and the third. Mm -hmm. Well, R. Kelly has finally fired him because this man actually had a back to Jesus moment of consciousness Mm -hmm. where he was trying to let some of these girls go. We hear about Azriel and Joycelyn. There are other girls. Mm -hmm. And he even has a system in place to transition the girls out 
of his situation mm. get them into other situations to continue to keep them quiet he even has a makeup artist and her main job is to cover up their bruises when they get abused physically abused wow. Wow. so you know people are starting to talk and one more thing I gotta say well, mm. uh, you know what I won't say this but you remember there was the um story about R. Kelly and this tape that's out there with him and a relatively well-known male rapper. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll just say this. His mama worked for R. Kelly. She mm-hmm. held some of his stuff in storage. She got a bag of money from him but she got fired and now she wants to talk but here's the gag. Allegedly, she got her son to R. Kelly and they had this relationship and I'll just, I'm not going to say his name. Mm. I'll just say there's a country across the pond Mm. where people speak (laughs) with an accent where it's very very foggy all the time. But how how ironic ironic is it that this, this this young man's mother works for R. Kelly, helps yeah. him do his dirt, and then he ends up with a record contract at R. Kelly's label, RCA. Wow. Mm. You what know, you got next? Is, oh. <laughs> I know. It, it, it continues. <laughs> uh, one more thing. Uh, yeah. Lifetime is, is on this bandwagon. Okay. I don't think anybody wants to see... And they've already done one follow-up. They're going to do another one. Nobody oh. cares. Take that time and effort and you know do surviving Harvey Weinstein or surviving yes. Jeffrey Epstein. Okay? Yes. Put the same amount of time, effort, and investigation and budgeting into exposing what they've done, allegedly. Weinstein, okay, next. now R. Kelly's done. That's over. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. That's true. And one thing about Harvey's done too. Weinstein was, you know, one step too slow. He's about to flee the country. Mm. So anyway, now we're going to talk about this whole Nicole Murphy, Antoine Fuqua, Layla Rashawn. I've done some digging (laughs) and I know some people that hung out with Nicole socially as far back as when she was married to Eddie. Mm -hmm. The thing about Nicole I see is she really has started to get a reputation as a husband poacher. This whole Antoine Fuqua thing, I think she makes herself look guilty because at first it went from a family kiss to I'm sorry, I apologize to Leela blah 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 Mm -hmm. and if you're such a good family friend if they were getting divorced or were separated you would have known that Mm -hmm. so hopefully her behavior would have been different so you know I think right now she's at the point where she's got to do something because if you remember that 10 million that Eddie Murphy gave her Mm -hmm. she got swindled out of it and then she had the reality show that didn't work then she was trying to sell jewelry and that didn't work and she was trying to sell clothes and that didn't work and then she thought she'd get Michael Strahan that really didn't work because he busted her with the GPS on her car Wow. and he was in New York and she was in LA just catting around town and he and that's why they broke up so I, I think Nicole again she's a gorgeous woman mm-hmm. I hope she will stop with the plastic surgery yeah, how old is she now Nicole was in her early maybe 51 okay like when I was 51 I didn't have that body but I'm not Nicole but I get it but here's the thing you know here you have somebody who is physically just beautiful can't take that away from her but clearly there's something lacking on the inside when she's empty if she is gaining a rep forget the fact that she was Eddie Murphy's ex-wife now she's getting a reputation as being a husband poacher because forget Antoine Fuqua forget Lisa Ray's ex-husband the minister of Turks and Caicos there are other women coming forward exposing their now ex-husbands Mm-hmm. that were catting around with Nicole who knew that they were married. My thing is, what does this say in terms of setting an example for your children? Mm-hmm. So I just hope Nicole gets it together. You know, people are talking about Layla Rashawn. Yes, yeah, she did uh, basically retire from acting when she got married and started her family. Yeah. But for years, she's been battling lupus. So she just yeah. didn't stop acting, have kids, and all of a sudden decide to put on a bunch of weight. Mm-hmm. She's dealing with an illness. Mm-hmm. And things like what Antoine Fuqua just did are things that will trigger her illness to really put her in a way that is not good. Okay. So 
Nicole wasn't right. Antoine Fuqua's been wrong mm-hmm. because he has two other outside babies on Layla since they've been married. Mm-hmm. And she has kind of, you know, I guess just dealt with it. I couldn't see him. So she probably loves this man, I guess, or loved, you know, the father of her children. And most people don't get married to get divorced. But, mm-hmm. you know, again, with her, I'm like, she's still a beautiful woman. And she's done a few acting gigs here and there. Yeah, yeah. But the problem is not Nicole Murphy. The problem is not Antoine Fuqua's other baby mothers. The problem is Antoine Fuqua. Antoine Fuqua, you are the problem. And another thing, he's got two kids. One baby's mama, he pays $10,000 a month. What I don't understand, why he's not paying child support for the other child. Mm-hmm. You know, The child is the most innocent victim in any kind of mess like this, and it's not that child's fault that he decided to go and bear back somebody and have sex. And you know, I just say, this is an example of what black men should not do. That's a messy situation. Well, they'll yeah. fix and, it. and it's gonna. There'll be fixed. more to it. I hope they get yeah, it. Yeah, there'll be more to it. And you know what the thing is because it's been out here and it's so high profile now. Mm-hmm. I hope they will really deal with it privately. Yeah, I do too. And Nicole I hope they get it fixed. I mean, I think um, you know, just overall, man, Layla is a beautiful soul, man. I follow her on, her on um, Instagram and, and her circle of friends. Uh, they've come yeah. to her support. Um, Antoine's got some amazing movies that he's done, man. His legacy of work, his body of work is strong. I'm not yes. sure where Nicole is, but, um, you know, you, you said it. I mean, you know, she's been given a lot of chances going forward, man, but the beauty thing's only skin deep. So, you know, eventually yes. when you start to age as, you know, I mean, of course, black don't crack, but still, you know, ultimately, um, you know, uh, it, unless you have a whole lot of money and, and you start getting in the cougar range, um, you know, you know what I mean? It, it's uh, it, that and the fact, you know what? I'm like, Nicole could have gone overseas or even in this country. Yeah. She would have been a beautiful, a beautiful 50 plus model. Look at yeah. Elon Musk's mama. Yeah. She's almost 80 years old. And I see her in TV and magazines all the time. Yeah. And she is no prettier than Nicole Murphy. So I just hope Nicole takes this time also just to do some some inner work. To yeah, do some, some reflection. Like, you know, this and, is, we don't know all the story. We don't know. All the call Yonga Van Zandt. Just call Yonga. Let call, her, call let her, There you go. Fix, fix it. Yes. Okay. Now. What you got? What's Bill next? Cosby. <laughs> okay. Well, we all know one thing. Bill Cosby's insurance company is paying out these claims for his uh, people that were uh, accusing him of the sexual abuse and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And what I was surprised actually got money, but she's a crafty chick, is that Janice Dickinson. She just got a big check. And at one point she said she was so drunk and high, she didn't really remember everything, but she got, you know, her go away money. Bill's mad at the insurance company. But I also hear he's not doing well in jail. Mm. And there's some talk that the early signs, early onset dementia signs, Mm -hmm. and this is real because my dad passed from this, Mm -hmm. the early onset dementia signs are starting to show themselves. Bill Cosby is forgetting to eat. Uh, and he's also calling out the names of his deceased children and having conversations with them. Mm-hmm. Now, either he's a really good actor or you know, he really is in that age range for men of color when you mm-hmm. know dementia and Alzheimer's can can set in. And you know, if that is the case, you know, not condoning what he did, convicted of, mm-hmm. allegedly, if that's the case, then he I, I think should be allowed to just go home and, and finish out his time and be comfortable. Because, you know, as time goes on and the brain doesn't function, I don't think they'll be able to care for him in any jail, infirmary, hospital or any facility at all. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, you know what? Even at the case uh, toward the end, uh, when the sentencing occurred, I could tell there was something wrong with him. You know, just some of his actions. And I'm not surprised by this news. And, And, you know, hopefully... Yeah, I mean, I think that's good advice. And, you know, we'll see. We'll see how it turns out. But I'm not surprised. Uh, you know, I think you could see it even toward the end when they were sentencing him, you know, that something wasn't right. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And you also notice that however he got on social media for Father's Day, that mm-hmm. has stopped as well. Yeah. Does not need that. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I got? promised you last week about this James Brown murder conspiracy. Mm-hmm. 
I believe it is real because I don't believe that CNN would devote more than two seconds to this story if there were not some grain of truth to it. Mm -hmm. But what's being said is that, you know, in the last year of his life, James Brown was around people who really were not looking out for his best interest. Mm -hmm. You know, that he'd gotten back on the drugs again and they just kind of kept him doped up and didn't take care of his health. Mm -hmm. Because to go from, and it happens, people can just suddenly die. Uh, But all things considered, now there are some real questions coming up. And the thing about it is his daughter still has not buried James Brown. What? He, wait, he is in a crypt in her home. So you cannot just drop by to visit because she's got (laughs) daddy there. And now he has become mummified. Oh, so many people have come forward with DNA claims that I understand between finding places where they can actually take a sample mm-hmm. that James Brown's legs are basically non-existent mm. because they've taken away so much and this man is mummified. Now, first of all, you, mm. I don't worry about me calling ahead of time because that's not something I want to see. Please. James Brown mummified <laughs> with nothing from the knees down. What? Not a pretty picture. I don't know what kind of hope his daughter is holding on to, but if that were the case, couldn't mm. she just get a small mausoleum? I don't know if you can do it in your backyard. I don't know if there are any laws about things like that. Mm. But think about it. James Brown died in 2006. Yes. Oh. You know, and the thing about it is the lawyers are fighting back and forth. Nobody is benefiting from this except the attorneys. Um, I'm, I got to get up off the floor now. <laughs> Damn, uh, you know, let you him rest in. <laughs> I'm not going to say anymore because I'm uh, starting to actually get teary eyed now. Uh, let this man rest in peace. You know, I know it's your dad, but Brown sisters and brothers, mm. I think it's time to, to, to let this ship sail. Mm. Just, you know, let it go. Remember him as he was. Everything he did for people globally, his trailblazing efforts in music. Because you think about it, James Brown was also one of the first independent record label owners. Mm -hmm. He promoted his own shows. Mm -hmm. He kept the money inside his circle. Yeah. Radio stations, radio station. Yeah. Yeah. It's stations. And he had a restaurant. Mm-hmm. And think about it. It was the 60s, a different era in this country. But he was one of those people that used his voice. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Tanya B, how can people get in contact in contact with you? How can people get in contact with you? I can't, you I can't take no more. <laughs> I know that. I can't, I can't do no more. <laughs> I, I know. I know. I know. How can people get in contact? Uh, hit me on Instagram, T-Bird, T-B-Y-R-D, Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you do hit me up, I will answer your questions. Uh, it was interesting last week with the situation uh, where I was speaking in West Palm Beach. And it's amazing how when you give people a free opportunity, you and I guess I thought more than the people that were there would have jumped on it because it was free information. Mm-hmm. And I applauded those people that came and were really serious and focused about learning the business and taking their career to the next level. Mm-hmm. So I would just say to anyone else, you know, with, well, I try to drop here with you mm-hmm. and what I did there and the things that I post on you know, Instagram and Twitter. I just say, people, please, please, please mm-hmm. let go of the show and learn the business. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. I Tanya B., Thanks for that tea, and we'll catch up with you next week. Okay. I know that. I know that was a lot. You may have to digest this. Your people may have, want you to. Can you rerun that again next week? What did she say? What did she say? Appreciate all that tea, Tanya. Woo, that's some good stuff. Yeah. All right, y'all. Here's headlines with Syracuse Mike. After backing down a bit, President Trump was back on Twitter Sunday, stepping up his attacks on four liberal Democrats in Congress, all women of color, who have criticized his policies. He first said they should apologize as he faces charges of racism. Then on Sunday, the president's surrogate said the tweets were not about them, but about their bad ideas. Democratic presidential candidate Cory Booker says how voters respond will say a lot about this country. We've always joined together and beaten those demagogues and hate 
hate mongers and fear mongers. And I think that's where Donald Trump will be relegated. This election is not a referendum uh, only on him. It's really a referendum on who we're going to be. Booker on CBS's Face the Nation. President Trump and congressional leaders said they reached a deal Monday on a two-year extension of the debt limit and federal spending caps through September 30th, 2021. The president announced the deal on Twitter. Democratic leaders quickly issued a statement confirming the agreement, saying the measure would be voted on swiftly in the House. The Senate must also pass the measure before it can be signed into law by Mr. Trump. President Trump continued his criticism of four members of Congress on Monday. Now he says they are the racists. I think they're very bad for our country. I think they're very bad for the Democrat Party. I think you see that. And uh, they're pulling the Democrats way left. It was the ninth straight day Mr. Trump has attacked the four women of color. Boris Johnson will replace Theresa May as prime minister after winning the leadership of Britain's Conservative Party today. His victory moves the United Kingdom closer to a Brexit showdown with the European Union and towards a constitutional crisis. Many British lawmakers have vowed to bring down any government that tries to leave the EU without a deal. They say no deal could result in economic disaster. While most political analysts are saying there was nothing new from Robert Mueller's testimony, he did make it clear once again that he had not exonerated President Trump of obstruction of justice. Did you actually totally exonerate the president? No. Now, in fact, your reports expressly states that it does not exonerate the president. It does. Mueller and Chairman Jerry Nadler during the morning judiciary session. Mueller also defended the integrity of his work while being attacked by conservative Republican allies of the president. Plus, on the issue of Russian interference, Mueller said they still want a medal. Oh, it wasn't a single attempt. They're doing it as we sit here. Mueller refused to discuss the impeachment issue and explained that he decided not to interview the president face to face because it would have dragged out the process. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is making it clear that the time has come for Democrats to take their message to the voters all over the country. She wants people to know that they are not only focused on the Mueller probe. We will own August and make it too hot to handle for the Senate not to take up our our bills. Pelosi says since they took control of the House, they have passed bills that lower health care costs, raised worker paychecks, and cut government corruption. Those bills have been sent to the Senate. We were warned this week that our elections are not safe. First, from FBI Director Christopher Wray. The Russians are are absolutely intent on trying to interfere uh, with our elections. And also from former special counsel Robert Mueller. They're doing it as we sit here. And they expect to do it... Uh, during the the next campaign. In a new report from the Senate Intelligence Committee on Russia's interference in the 2016 election, we're now learning that the systems in all 50 states were probably targeted in some way. That vulnerability is still a problem heading into the 2020 campaign. Thursday, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell blocked two election security measures, arguing Democrats are trying to give themselves a political benefit. 16 U.S. Marines were arrested yesterday on human smuggling and drug allegations at a base in Southern California. The arrest came hours after U.S. Special Operations Command announced that a Navy SEAL platoon from San Diego would be sent home early from a mission in Iraq. The allegations against the Navy SEALs appear to be related to drinking. Good news concerning a rich collection of African-American history. The photo archive of Ebony and Jet Magazine's chronicling black history is heading to the Smithsonian National Museum of African-American History and Culture and also to other cultural institutions. When Johnson Publishing filed for Chapter 7 bankruptcy protection in April, the fear was those photos would be sold to a private collector. I appreciate it, Mike. Hey, um, good stuff. Um, just a couple of things, 45s. Attack on the congresswomen, uh, the squad. I, again, you know, just keep in mind, y'all, we've been talking about this on the podcast forever. And some of y'all just may not remember because, you know, we get caught up in the news. We get caught up in everything that's going on and everything seems so urgent. But basically, every time 45 needs a distraction, Mueller's coming up, uh, a couple of other things in the news he's not happy about. And, and you know, he looks for a culture war. And the culture war now is the attack on uh, the women in Congress, the, the squad, the women of color. So it's no different than what he was doing when he decided to t- attack the NFL players. All he needs is a distraction. Just keep that in mind. 
as these things pop up because that's all he's doing. He's look he looks for distractions so that the headlines he can basically control the headlines. Um, so just keep that in mind as we as we go through all this stuff. Um, you know, it'll work itself out, but just know he needs headlines. So that's what he does. He distracts. He's a media guy. Uh, also, uh, UK, y'all in trouble. <laughs> Boris Johnson. But anyway, anyway, I- I'll leave it at that. Uh, you know, my good friends in the UK, hit me up, y'all. We need to talk. Lemon shade. We need to talk. <laughs> Have fun with that. I, right, uh, Muller, uh, damn, it was it just me or Muller? Damn, Muller's looking, I, he was Crypt Keeper like, man. Um, he didn't sound good. I was just, you know, not that I was expecting a whole lot. I told y'all, I, I, I really thought it was a bad idea to bring him up. I thought it was a bad idea because he was hostile. It's like a hostile witness. He didn't want to do it. So the fact that he didn't want to do it, I thought was a bad idea. And then seeing and hearing him, it was not a good idea. I'm sorry. The optics, awful. So I'll leave it at that because, you know, ultimately the American public, they're not going to sit through all that. I watched it, but they only see the headlines. They only see the news clips. And, you know, he just, you know, the, the clips aren't impressive. People go by sound bites, the shorts. And and, you know, just me, you know, Crypt Keeper, man. I'm, I'm sorry, man. Muller just they must be they got something on him. I don't know if they got something on his family, but they just they got, you know, he's a puppet. He's a puppet right now. You could tell. Anyway, moving on. Pelosi, uh, you know, P- Pelosi knows she cannot win impeachment. Bottom line. She knows she can't win. The numbers don't say it. I mean, you know, the, the numbers, the, the polls just don't show that impeachment is winnable. And again, they're looking at the fact that when the Republicans made the attempt to impeach uh, Clinton back in the day, it hurt him. It hurt Gingrich. So, you know, they're looking at history. They're looking at the polls and Pelosi knows she can't win. So, you know, she's just trying to appease the, the folks who are really big on impeachment. And, and honestly, you know, um, I do want Congress ultimately to do their job. And honestly, they are. They're trying right now. The ones who are. They have to do their due diligence. But ultimately, they're not going to win impeachment. It ain't going to happen unless we get a smoking gun. But I don't even know what y'all. <laughs> but these folks, they could have video. We, we, we've had video on Trump. <laughs> Grabbing people by the, you know what? It just, you know, you can get video. You can, you can actually probably in real time. He could maybe ultimately walk out on Fifth Avenue and and shoot somebody. Who knows? Because he's getting away with everything. So we'll we'll see how that goes. I'm gonna leave it at that. But ultimately, uh, Pelosi knows she can't win. Uh, black folks, get out and vote. You know, with the with what we're talking about in terms of election security. And the issues we're having, we need as many people uh, registered and, and voting. We need record numbers. So ultimately, we can't be down like we were in 2016. We got to be out. I know there are going to be some folks who come out and say, well, you know, voting don't matter. And blah. Come on, y'all. Just go vote. Just do it. You know, that that's part of what we are. That's part, part of what, who we are. Um, you know, people died for the right. Go ahead and do it. Just register and vote. All right. Just do it. it ain't that bad. All right, just do it. Um, also, finally, great news about Ebony and Jet going to the Black Smithsonian. Uh, can you imagine if somebody like 45, a racist, had, had gotten their hands on the Ebony and Jet stuff and just, you know, you could have gone out and, and done a public burning or something? You know, just so I am thrilled that um, the Smithsonian and other historical outlets will get these valuable, incredible parts of African-American history. That is exciting news. Thank you, Mike, for sharing that. Okay, y'all, here's a sample of the weekend review from Rob Redding. Uh, It airs again immediately following GP3 if you listen live. Uh, here's a snippet from this week's show. This is the week in review. I want to talk about three things, three key moments of the week here. And they really go in this order. The NAACP and what happened with the NAACP and not Mueller were the big story this week with them talking about how they want to impeach Trump. That's a big story. The NAACP, I think, deserves the weak title 
for basically having the balls that no one else has uh, this week. Then there's The Apprentice and what happened on The Apprentice improving the fact that the President of the United States wants a race war, similar to what we saw in Red Summer, which we covered just yesterday on this program, a 100-year anniversary for Red Summer, where hundreds of blacks were killed as a result of white people feeling threatened by black people getting uh, more economic clout in this country. That is something we saw in this country's history and could repeat again, not just here, but in places like the UK where Boris Johnson just takes the helm as the brand new prime minister of that country. And then finally, finally, of course, this attempt to paint blacks as racist, which happened on Monday with Donald Trump talking about how Omar is a racist and these women are racist seeking to prove that Omar is a racist by saying because she said that white men are the one to watch that they're the ones to watch she should have added also white women as I talk about in my book The Professor which is out right now on Amazon.com are also the ones to watch she could have added that but she's been painted as a racist which I tell you is a red herring is not at all true. Don't forget, if you listen to the GP3 Live weekly at castropolis.net, the Reading News Review follows afterwards. Of course, GP3's final show is 145, but we'll continue. Something else is coming. And Rob Redding's going to continue. Um, if you want to support Rob, go to robredding.com. That's robredding.com. Go to robredding.com. Okay? Hey, y'all, just want to say thanks. Um, also, check out uh, Shannon Marguerite's um, State of the Ward podcast. Uh, new episodes uh, Tuesday nights at 8. And uh, she's, she did a great job with Ben Adoptee. And I know she's got some other guests coming up and some more commentary. Really good stuff. New podcast at castropolis.net. State of the Ward podcast with host Shannon Marguerite. Check her out. Also, um, I've got a uh, an actual live on location podcast, um, I, I guess, seminar uh, that would be October 19th and October 26th from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. It's going to be happening on the campus of Clayton State University. I think it's going to be at the Henry campus, but I'll have further details in about a week. That'll be posting. But go ahead right now. Block your calendars 10, 19 or 10, 26. I think you can do either or do both, but 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Um, good stuff, guests, all the good stuff that I, I, I try to bring to the show. But either way, it'll be a great opportunity for you to come out and learn how to do podcasting, how to create your own show. Podcast like a star, build and control your brand with audio. Come out, check me out. All right, y'all, don't forget, bookmark your um, ballotpedia.org page and make sure you keep up with the presidential candidates for 2020. Uh, you actually go on to ballotpedia.org, click on presidential candidates 2020 information on everyone who's running, all the rumors, all the updates. Make sure you check it out. And I'll keep that information posted on the podcast page as well. Uh, don't forget about uh, going to castropolis.net. That's C-A-S-T-R-O-P-O-L-I-S dot net. Everything's there. Um, we stream again. Uh, the show streams on Sundays at noon. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram. Our stream is on the Instagram page as well. Uh, GP3 underscore homies on Twitter. Homies GP3. We're on Spotify, Apple podcast, SoundCloud, Podbean, TuneIn Radio. Search GP3 homies from the block. Uh, support us on Patreon. Link at castropolis.net. And again, that link's at castropolis.net. Support castropolis.net, all the podcasts. Thank you so much. And with that, show number 144, the episode before the final episode of GP3 is in the can. Just want to thank y'all for listening next week again, the announcement on where we're going next. Show 145, make sure you're here. And we out of here. Peace. You've been listening to the GP3 Homies from the Block podcast. Connect via email at gp3rtt at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail 413-556-9546. Follow us on iTunes. Give us a five star. Follow us on SoundCloud. Search 
GP3, Homies from the Block. Special thanks to music by Millennial Nick, rap, SB the G, graphics, Lady J. Thanks for listening.